0: you have been warned. This radio program is going to have bold topics for bold Christians. Welcome to Empowered Radio with Lori Timms. These are the worst of times, these are the best of times. But right now, it's Tim's time. Thank you for joining me today. Amen and amen. Let me introduce myself. My name is Laurie L. Timms. I'm an author and a speaker. And it's my passion to reach the lost and inform the church in these last days. Today's topic is the valley of death. Now that may seem like a dim, down, negative topic, but not really. We're going to get into this a little bit. And my foundational scripture is Psalms 23:4. The Holy Spirit gave me this verse. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Well, today we need comfort because the valley of death is everywhere. Okay? Now, I looked up the definition of valley of death, and it says death or a place or a period where death is. And We're not necessarily referring to that type of a place. That's kind of like a cemetery or something along those lines. But we're looking at this other one that it's a place of great danger. And another uh, definition is it's a place between two mountaintop experiences. So we know that mountaintop experiences are great. And we're, you know, we get blessed and great things happen there. But we have that downward valley that we have to go through to get to the other mountaintop. So let's get going here. Now, as the psalmist David, he was probably referring to a specific place called Wadikal. This is a deep gorge in the Judean wilderness. It runs from Jerusalem to Jericho. And uh, this is where streams of water were found. So you could picture him. He's, you know, walking with his sheep. And uh, he's walking through this wilderness looking for the water. And he had traveled this area quite often. Now I looked at a picture of this valley and it looked super desolate. And I couldn't really see any water. But. You know, God's uh, leading him. So he's leading him to the water. And we know that when we go to dangerous places, God's leading us as well. Now, this area can definitely be dangerous because this is a story where the Good Samaritan took place. Now, we know what happened to him. He got beat up and attacked. And the other person came by and he stopped to help him. And we see how dangerous it is. We do. Now, David the shepherd had an unwavering conviction. This is what he, it, you know, he uh, relates to here in this verse: conviction of the protection that the Lord provides, and we do too. Now we're living in the last days here. And we walk every day in the shadows of death. You know, death is all around us. We have disasters. We have crime. We have the pandemic, uh, demonic areas. Uh, And, you know, we, uh, you know, when we were growing up or even when we got older, there were areas of town that we were warned, don't go in that area because it's dangerous. Or don't go uh, late at night in that specific neighborhood because it was dangerous and we just you know did what we were told to do we were advised and we did it but today it's dangerous everywhere and we know that demonic activity has increased we know that the devil's fighting he's running out of time he knows he's uh you know when the tribulation starts he only has seven years left so we know that he's working overtime to try to take as many down with him as possible. You know, uh, the revival's going on and it's going to increase when the Holy Spirit comes. And uh, uh, there's going to be great clouds that are going to come over the earth, different parts of the earth, and people are going to get saved like crazy. It's going to be revival like never before and glory clouds i'm excited about it and uh it's not long for now because it's going to happen right before the tribulation and so anyway uh the devil's trying to stop anybody from getting ready ahead of time stop the revival stop people from getting saved and so if he can knock off as many people that are lost you know that's what he wants to do he's a sore loser He's already lost. And so he's like the guy with the uh, football in the neighborhood. If he's losing the game, he's leaving and he's taking the football with him. So that's what you're seeing what's happening here with the valley of death. Uh, but God is with us. He's there to protect us. And, you know, uh, it reminds me of... Uh, The scripture in 2 Kings 6-7, when it talks about Elijah, that, you know, he walked out with the servant and the whole area around his house had armies all across the mountaintops all around him. And his servant says, oh, we're surrounded. What are we going to do? And he prayed. He said, Lord, let him see what I'm seeing. And he said that they're more with us than against us. See, you see what I'm saying? That there's twice as many angels that God has to protect us that are with us than demonic beings that uh, the hordes or dominions domin- or whatever you want to call them that the devil has. So rejoice because we do have divine protection. And the Lord goes Himself before us and makes the crooked way straight so God's got our back and he is taking care of us when we walk through the valley of death now also want to uh, mention the fact that sometimes uh, death comes in many forms yeah I mean you can uh, look at it as in violence or somebody shoot you or beat you up or that kind of a thing but also we can, uh, words can cause death. It is a character assassination. And so when we hear words thrown at us, which we will, uh, because we will go through persecution, because Jesus did, and uh, the world hated him, and the world will hate us too, because it hated him first. So anyway, when the words are thrown at us, we can't let it get to us. We have to realize that, that we stand on God's word and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Any tongue that rises up against us, Thou shall condemn. This is a heritage of the servants of the Lord. So see, we don't have to worry about those kind of attacks. We just have to move forward, trust God and keep going. Amen. We can't live in fear because fear stops faith in its tracks. And we're going to, you know, we know that God is taking care of us and he always has. And the Lord never leaves us nor forsakes us. And so it's important that we remember that. And he says, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. See, we cannot be afraid and discouraged by what we see around us. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And on his word and on his promises. And keep mo- moving forward. See the thing that we need to constantly. Remind ourselves. We're on the winning side. We've won already. He's lost, The devil's lost already. So just keep moving forward. Let's finish our assignments. Let's finish our missions here on earth. Because we are sojourners. Our home is in heaven. Now. We're going to go a different direction. I'm going to talk about, it says my rod and my staff, they comfort me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So anyway, we're going to talk about the rod. The rod is a symbol of authority, power and defense. You know, it's uh, so important that we remember that and we also, we have to pass under the shepherds rod for evaluation to measure us. Now see, God measures us. He attests us, and that's another application of this uh, word. Now, like I said, the rod's authority, power, and a defender of the sheep, which is us. The Lord shows us compassion and defends us against our enemies. And you know that's true, amen. Okay, now the staff. We're going to talk about the staff. The staff assists us in our spiritual life. Uh, That's the parallel to today. Now, it represents long-suffering, and it's wood which shows the work of the cross, depicts the work of the cross. It's long-suffering and kind. It's a long, thin stick that often uh, is with a crooked or hook at the end we've seen that and so the staff is used to guide the sheep through a new area or along a dangerous path you know we've seen the paths uh like uh you know real on the edge of a mountain on the edge of a cliff and uh you know the sheep are kind of wide there and so if they start going off the path a little bit the shepherd will reach over with his staff, and he'll gently nudge the sheep back in the right direction. And so uh, that's what he does. Uh, He gently pokes the sheep to guide them to safety. And so Jesus guides us to our safety. Anytime we get in a, uh, we're going the wrong direction or something, or we get straight off and, God gently pokes us or reminds us or chastises us in a nice way to remind us, hey, you're going the wrong way, turn around. Or, uh, you know, we've been in that situation where we'll go do something and all of a sudden we get this really strange feeling. And some people call it intuition. Uh, I think it's the Holy Spirit uh, letting us know, hey, you need to get out of here. This is the night. The right place for you and sometimes it's not the right person you don't uh have that peace see that's how i know it's not right because i don't have peace about it if i'm uh getting ready to make a decision or do something and i have no peace or joy about it then that's a surefire way to know don't do it so see that's the uh good shepherd letting us know poking us gently to let us know that we're going the wrong direction and so anyway uh in john 10 27 it says my sheep listen and my sheep know my voice and they follow me see a shepherd the sheep know their voice and we know jesus's voice so if we Here, because you know the devil comes as an angel of light so he may uh, offer you something or tell you something to be nice but if you listen long enough he usually gives himself away and you know that's not God you know that's not of God and so if it doesn't line up biblical it's not God so that's the same way with the sheep and the shepherd The shepherd could be gone and have someone to substitute for him. But the sheep doesn't know the substitute. The sheep only knows the voice of the good shepherd. And same for us. Uh, Jesus is our good shepherd. He knows our name. He knows our voice. And we follow him to safety. That's wonderful. Also, the shepherd uses his staff instead of his hand to lift a newborn lamb that might have been separated from its mother. And why is that? You might wonder why doesn't just pick him up and move him. And that is because he does not want to use his hands for fear that the mother will reject the baby if it has the odor of the hand on it. Now we see that Uh, I remember as a little girl, uh, you know, a little baby bird fell out of the tree and nest. And, you know, my mother said, don't touch it because you'll have that smell on the bird. And the mother may reject it and not feed it anymore. And you see that holds true. And so it's the same for the shepherd. So he's using his staff to do it gently. And so anyway, that was just another nugget. And so I'm going to go another direction. And I'm going to throw another nugget here regarding the shepherd's staff. The key word here is comforts me. The staff comforts me. Every shepherd had a staff. And when an event or something would happen, like, you know, he would uh, fight off a wolf or a uh, lion or anything that's trying to attack the sheep, uh, and he would have a victory, he would carve it on that staff for memory's sake. Well, you know, after many years, these stories and references would just multiply, would just add up onto that staff. And so whenever he would get discouraged or scared, he could look at that staff and he would gain confidence that, assurance of his situation by his past victories so see we can do that too we should look back at our staff so to speak and we'll see where uh, God has delivered us out of impossible situations in the past and we're worrying and living in fear didn't help us at all it really did it's actually very you know bad for our health you know stressful to get stressed out about something especially when it doesn't do a bit of good it really doesn't and do we really trust god to be there well i'm gonna uh talk about you know just just a simple thing but uh when i was in nursing travel nursing you know we're on a contract so say i had an eight-week contract and it pays for the flight there and a flight home and the cab and all that so anyway after we finished the contract we had a certain amount of time to uh, pack up and leave the facility into the facility of the house that we were renting apartment and uh, catch the cab or the bus or van or you know the transportation and get to the airport to get on the plane now if we miss the plane that what's cost was on us and you're talking about seven eight hundred dollars a flight you know and so i didn't have that extra cash and so there were a few times where the bus was running late or the cab was running late and i just worried oh lord i just worried i paced up and down i looked out the window went outside looked down the street paced and I always tried to get it lined up early so in case we ran a little late. And so there were some super close (laughs) calls there. And sure enough, it came. And God was always on time. Praise God. And see, all that worrying, all that pacing, all that did me no good. I could have just said, hey, God's going to do it. He's in it. That's it. (laughs) but, you know, I was young and I, you know, I was new in this and, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. And so you see that we've got to rely on God and he will always be there for us. Now, uh, a lot of times, now this was about the valley of death, but it was actually about the rod and the staff as well. But there's been times where I've uh, been in dangerous situations too. And so one time, I'm just gonna tell you this story, but one time uh, the Lord had showed me ahead of time in a dream where where I was gonna be going and what I was gonna be doing in the future. And so anyway, I was all happy, you know, and things were going good. I just finished a contract. I got on a plane. And then started heading home to Memphis. And uh, when we got around uh, around St. Louis, it, we got into some really bad turbulence. And I mean, it was really shaking the plane. People were scared of lightning. I mean, you name it. And the one person looked at me and she goes, what's wrong with you? Aren't you scared? I said, no, God's got me. And, uh, God showed me the future and I'm living. And so anyway, uh, see, I was going through that valley of death, see, and I could have let it get to my, get to me and I could have freaked out and, you know, all that. But I knew God had showed me I was going to be alive longer than that airplane trip. And it kind of re- also reminds me of when you know, the disciples were in the boat and uh, Jesus had just done the miracles and he said, we're going to go to the other side. And then he went down in the ship and he went to sleep. But then the storm came and they freaked out. Oh, what are they going to do? So they woke up. Jesus, help us, help us. But see, they forgot God had already said, we're going to the other side. So you see, they didn't listen to what God had told them. They didn't Listen to God's word. So you know God's got you. No matter how bad it looks. No matter how bad the storm is. And how scary it may be in this world. Quit looking at all that mess. Just know God's got you. He's got great plans for you. And it's going to work out. That's for sure. Okay. Now, anyway. God never left my side. So why not? Why? I mean, why worry about anything? You know, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Don't worry about financial issues. Don't worry about scary situations. It's a waste of time. Precious time, that is. Now, keep the faith that he will keep showing up in your life. See, fear is from the enemy. Okay. He's trying to steal your joy. He's trying to steal your peace. Eh, so when this thing happens, when something tough comes up, or when something impossible comes up, tell the devil, go away, because God's got this. Amen and amen. That's the real comfort here. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And this is a time in the show. Well, I'd like to give everyone an opportunity to get right with the Lord. Now you may have taken the uh, you may have taken the steps towards salvation, and you may not have. You might have drifted away. Please uh, hear me now and rededicate your life to the Lord and agree with me in your heart and your spirit while I say the sinner's prayer. Father God, I'm a sinner. And forgive me of all my sins. I believe that Jesus is your son and died on the cross and rose again. I need you to be my savior and to be Lord of my life. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Praise God if you made this decision. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing. And your family members in heaven are rejoicing too. You have made the best decision of your life and you will never regret it, only that you didn't do it sooner. (laughs) Amen and amen. Welcome to the royal family. You are on the winning side. Praise God and to God be all the glory. Now that you know the truth, let it empower your life. Amen. Now, to conclude this, Is I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this program. I hope that it's been a blessing to you. Join me next week for another empowering and bold topic. Proverbs 28.1 says the righteous are bold as a lion. See, we need to be bold in these last days. You can get my books on Amazon and other online venues. You can contact me by email at t i m b s. -s 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 At gmail.com, you can send me your questions or your prayer request. I'd be honored to pray for you. And I'm also available for speak engagements as well. You can go to my archives at anchor.fm forward slash empire radio. Or you can go to Media.com and, and you can go on there and uh, you can see my live broadcast or my uh, radio archives. Around on there as well from empowered uh please support my ministry i always need your help uh you can go to paypal.me forward slash lori timms or cash app uh, dollar sign llt west i appreciate it no matter what you donate i'm using it to reach people for the kingdom amen and amen so until next time. God bless you and show up. OTU Media has been operating since September of 2020. Since then, OTU Media has reached over 45 million people through our media outlets. OTU Media is changing for one purpose only, and that purpose is to bring to you the quality and outstanding media that represents our audience. Welcome to the new OTU Media. To hear this and more broadcasts like this one, go to OTU Media from the web. Also, you can find OTU Media on Roku, Amazon Fire, Android, and Apple iOS. This radio network is on OTU Media 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 56 weeks a year. Thank you for your support of OTU Media and this radio network. Thank you for listening to Empowered Radio with Lori Timms. Tune in next time for more bold topics for bold Christians. This broadcast is copyrighted by LLT Ministries and the Resilient Christian Radio Network.